Welcome to the Get Emergent Podcast. On our Driving Leadership episodes, you'll witness conversations with leaders from all walks of life and learn about what drives them to lead. You'll hear about their leadership development, current challenges that face them in their organizations, and stories about leadership. I'm Bill Berthel, and my desire to demystify leadership and have real conversations with leaders is what drives me. Joining me today is Sadie Babette. Sadie, welcome. Thank you, Bill, for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. Sadie, you are a wilderness enthusiast, a recent graduate of Hamilton College and a musician. Can't wait to hear all the fabulous stories and experiences you're going to share with us. Uh, But before we get there, the big question I ask every leader that joins me is what is your big why? Why are you a leader? Why are you aspiring to lead? Well, Bill, thank you so much for having me. And yeah, my big why, it is a question that I haven't asked myself until recently, as I've been thinking about this podcast and what really makes me a leader. But I realized that for me, it is getting up in the morning and sharing my best self. And that's something I've done my entire life and only recently have realized that that is a form of leadership. And it is about sharing that best self with those around me. Uh, just as the leaders in my life have done for me. And I think in doing so, we're all making a more creative and refreshing world, and we're fulfilling the potential of all of our relationships and and opportunities that we have. Oh, Sadie, I love that. You know, authenticity is a creative competency that we often coach and train around that, you know, for all different reasons, it can get in the way of us, uh, things can get in the way of us not being authentic. So sharing your true self is a wonderful aspiration. Uh, Take me on your leadership path. Share some significant milestones or events that has shaped you thus far. Yeah, for sure. I think my first major leadership role was really as a kid, uh, shortly after my parents were divorced and I was left doing a lot of caring for my two younger siblings. And, you know, that involved cooking and cleaning and helping mom out. And in that it's, you know, a lot of kids are left with those responsibilities, but I think I learned a lot about loving as leadership and Mm. the more emotional, vulnerable, raw side of being a leader and doing that for my family. Then I I grew up as a camp kid. I always went there um, during the summers and was surrounded by counselors and leaders that I just thought were so cool and inspiring and I wanted to be like them. And I was given the opportunity when I was 16 years old to participate in one of my camp's adventure trip programs. I'm not exactly sure when I started to like hiking or be interested in it because as a kid, (laughs) I, you know, just the word, the H word was like, wasn't your thing, huh? (laughs) Yeah. But I think I just became invested in like, really wanting to challenge myself physically Mm. and mentally. And I was maturing and I was sick of my friends at school and I decided that this was a trip for me. So essentially there were six participants and we climbed all 46 Adirondack high peaks in five weeks. Wow! So it was a very physically exerting trip. And that is something I was prepared for. The part I was less aware of was how all of the leadership stuff was going to play in. So, you know, having such a small group and doing something so physically demanding requires really good leadership. And as much as we had lessons on like communication and making sacrifices and cooking and all of these skills, it was just put into practice every single day. 
and we were required to make so many decisions together as a group and listen to each other, make sacrifices. And it was really beneficial, I think, for my 16 year old self who kind of came in on my high horse about, you know, being physically fit or whatever we all were. And I left that trip with a whole new understanding of, of leadership and of challenge. So, yeah, so that was my first major leadership experience. And I realized afterwards that I wanted to continue that kind of in the, the wilderness outdoor realm. And I also became a camp counselor for three years. And, you know, expanding on what I learned from my 46ers trip, I was beginning to deal with different leadership styles, all of my co-counselors and co-workers, but also all these different campers who, you know, we had no idea who would end up in our cabins every session. Sure. And just, you know, realizing that like every person that I was leading and all the leaders around me are different and they're all real and genuine people with their own opinions and experiences. And a huge part of this leadership is just learning how to work with the others around you. And back to, you know, what we talked about a little bit a few minutes ago and being authentic, I also had a really major goal of embracing my own leadership style and mm. making sure all of my campers knew that their best version of themselves was the realist version of themselves. And that's something that my counselors always did for me and something that I wanted to instill in them. So I think as a counselor, I was able to do that. I think I was successful and I experienced a lot of pride in that and also a lot of heartbreak in campers opening up to me and being their true selves for the first time. Well, there's so much credibility, Sadie, in sharing our authentic self, right? That many people gravitate to that. It shows that we can be real with ourselves, we'll be real with them too. Yeah. I love that you're talking about leadership of self, leadership with others and leadership of others. Through these experiences in the wilderness, what else emerged for you in your leadership journey? I think those three categories that you just mentioned have become more and more distinct to me, especially in that, that leadership of self and realizing that my strongest, my best self is going to come from following my heart and following that that side of yourself that is soft and loving. And people often think of leaders as just, you know, these, these overarching power holders or right. people in charge of all the decisions. And I think something that's just become really clear to me is that that's not the case. And yeah, so I think, you know, my, my next major journey, leadership journey was offered by my school. I was able to participate in something called the Adirondack program, where we formed a place-based living, learning community in the heart of the Adirondacks. So this was oh, a wow. semester program. There were only eight students and each of us had two internships. I worked with Keene Central School as an assistant Spanish teacher. And then I worked with the Adirondack Mountain Club doing, you know, summit stewarding and also writing articles and helping with their advertising and, and marketing a bit. We also had independent studies. We did seminars. We worked with various local organizations. There were just so many different kinds of leadership. There was self-guidance and reliance. And then back, like on the 46ers, there was the whole idea of serving the group and taking responsibility for your roles there. 
and also just pushing for active responsibility and change within the greater community. So this program was like, it was all over the place. It was all of these different forms of leadership put into practice. And it was really cool that it was something offered by my school. I think it was a tremendous benefit of going the liberal arts route was just getting this opportunity to have such a, a hands-on experience with leading. And so this was wilderness environment. We're not talking about paved trails and beautiful weather all the time, are we? Well, actually, this program was a little bit more luxurious. We, okay. were, we were living in a house that, you know, it's paid for by the school's resources. Sure. But yeah, my internship with the Adirondack Mountain Club, I would yeah. say was a, was a little less paved. But so there were, there were parts that were pretty bougie, pretty, pretty nice. And then there were parts that were... <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. What a wealth of experiences and um, uh, opportunities really to, to craft yourself as a person and yourself as a leader. Where did your journey go from there? So it was during that semester that I decided I really liked going off the beaten path from yeah. the traditional education kind of. And I realized that I had enough credits accumulated from APs in high school to take a semester off from school. So the following fall, um, this was my junior fall, I took a semester off to participate in a Knowles course in Patagonia. And for those who are not familiar with Knowles, it's National Outdoor Leadership School. And it is like the pinnacle of wilderness leadership. Um, mm. To me, it felt like everything, all of my experiences had slowly been leading up to this. And it was like the ultimate opportunity for just extreme physical, mental, emotional challenge. Okay. Okay. Now we're talking, uh, yeah. <laughs> now we're talking real wilderness and not the best weather and really testing yourself physically, mentally, and emotionally. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. This was, um, this felt like a combination of all the things that I had, yeah, had worked for and had learned <laughs> about myself and little did I know there was, there was a lot more to learn about myself and about groups and, and, challenge and all of this but yeah it was a wonderful experience we had 30 days of mountaineering so up on glaciers and the snow and the ice mm. then we did 30 days of sea kayaking and then towards the end we did a student-led expedition where the leaders dropped us off with map and said goodbye for 10 days and you know <laughs> let us figure it out for ourselves and yeah and you know during the whole thing there was a curriculum on a heavy, you know, focus on leadership styles, on risk management and communication. And each day there were two like leaders of the day that were putting it into practice and, and guiding us. Very cool. Well, you clearly made it back from that 10 day uh, <laughs> student guided. <I> did. <laughs> it must be the leadership, the maps and the compasses worked well. <laughs> yeah. You know, after a few months of teaching us and us practicing with the leaders there, it, it actually paid off and we felt very confident going into this 10 day student led thing. That's awesome. That's awesome. Let's uh, fast forward to current state and maybe future facing for you. What challenges are you facing currently? What are you doing to overcome those challenges? I think as you know, many were struggling with this kind of mid to post pandemic world and yeah. finding you know, new ways of doing business and new ways of existing and working and all of this. As a recent graduate, I'm definitely facing the challenge of finding out where, how I'm going to settle down and 
do all of this, but I plan to be moving to Boston in the fall. Um, actually, we'll be living with my band and we're going to be working on our music. We're coming out with an album within the next few weeks. So yeah, right now I think I'm mostly struggling or being faced with a challenge of balance in my life mm. and figuring out how I can continue to take these wilderness experiences and leadership, take my music and my band, and then take this new career development stage and balance it all and continue to do all the things that my heart wants to do. <laughs> so, all right, give us, uh, I, I need, we got to plug your band in here. What's the name of your band? The name of my band is Otis Shanty. Awesome. And yeah. um, what are you doing to create that balance for yourself? Right now, I've mostly taken my time since since graduating, since college, to have a summer to myself. And instead of trying to force myself into something like immediately or move somewhere new, just kind of sit with myself and process all of these experiences that I've that I've shared with you that I've had in the last year with my band and yeah, not rush myself. That's kind of my, my goal. <laughs> nice. Nice. Some restorative time, some self care. Yeah. You know, the it's biggest really advice I've, I've received from other people is to, to be patient with this phase of your life and not mm. force yourself into something that you're unhappy with and weigh your pros and your cons, take your time. So that's sure. Well, speaking of wisdom and advice, I, I ask every guest to give us two or three pieces of their best advice in leadership. What would you share with our listeners? I would say for one, the one that's been most helpful to me is just communicating. Mm. Communicating appropriately and respectfully, understanding the person that you're communicating with or the group of people and understanding that if you're a co-leader with someone else like how you must come to agreements and make sacrifices i think there's a lot to be learned and a lot to be said for being open and being honest mm -hmm. and putting out everything on the table that you need to get out and you know at first takes communicating with yourself <laughs> yeah it does right our self-talk is so important i think another thing it's super important in leadership is using our empathy, yeah. being reminded of, of everyone's humanity and that our experiences is different than theirs. So listening and being empathetic to what people have gone through is, is tremendous. And the last piece of advice, you know, I say like one is stronger than the other, but these are all so equally important mm. to me is being an active follower. That's something we hear a lot in leadership, you know, seminars and teaching, but it is huge to be able to sit back and be quiet and just listen. You gain a lot from being a silent follower sometimes and letting others gravitate towards you without having to call attention to everything you're doing. Oh, absolutely. And I love that opportunity to become a stronger leader through understanding what it takes to have followership right that's a i think that circles back to your idea of empathy that we can truly understand what it means to follow as a leader yeah, yeah. Exactly. thanks for, thanks for bringing that to us so major motivations moving forward today sadie what's driving you to lead into your future the outdoors are always driving me to lead into awesome. the future. Yeah, awesome. Um, you know, as much as they're recreational, it is also this 
the environmental sector is critical. It's a hot topic for our world today. And sure. the wilderness is a place that it strips us of distraction. It strips us of assumptions and inequity. And I think we can all use a dose of returning to that and realizing how it is a grounding force in all of our lives and it's providing us with the energy and the resources that we need so as much as i see it as this fun place to grow and be introspective and challenge myself physically it's also a place that is requiring our attention in the sense of you know climate change and sustainability so the outdoors are like pulling me from so many directions and i hope that in whatever i do i'm able to encourage you know more sustainable use of nature in that place i've met hundreds if not thousands of leaders over my career sadie and i i gotta tell you knowing that you're interested in being a steward of our wilderness makes me feel so much better about it so thank you thank you for your interest there and uh, thanks for your energy and your time today i really appreciate this conversation yeah thank you so much phil i really appreciate being on here if i can i will leave everyone with this one quote that has particularly inspired me. One of my leaders on Knowles, I was going through a a bit of a rough patch. I wasn't feeling like I was connecting with many people in the group and I felt like I was lagging physically and and all of these things. And during a particularly tough day, we were up on a glacier. I just, I was kind of overcome with this like sensation of needing to cry Mm. and didn't really know why. And I was freaking out. And this leader came to me and she said, hey, if there's a solution to your problem, why are you worrying? And I thought about it for a second. And then she said, and if there's not a solution to your problem, why are you worrying? (laughs) And I was just like, yeah, wow, that's wonderful. And that's something that's really stuck with me. And I think it drives my leadership. So I hope that can resonate with some of you all. It resonates with me. I think I needed that. Thank you. Thank you, Sadie. Listen for more episodes of Driving Leadership right here on the Get Emergent podcast, where we'll continue the conversations with a new leader every month. And come back for more leadership content with Cindy Massengill and Ralph Simone, where they discuss real leadership challenges in a practical and relatable format.